The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I was just going to be, you know what I'm saying, be a jerk. Let's just say that. I was just going to be a jerk today. Take towels, just do stuff. Why? I just felt like being an evil person today. <laughs> So, well, you were nasty. Before. Any, any reason why for being evil, or just? Uh, nah, I just in pregame, I just told T, like T, I just feel like being evil today. You feel like when you walk out uh, at the locker room here, you're gonna feel like a villain walking out? I don't know. I feel like one right now. Oh, I don't know. I feel like one right now. All right, that was Jamar right. Chase. That was last Jamar night. Chase. Last night. Last night. Last night. Rita. After Rita, the Cincinnati Bengals went to Jacksonville went to and Jacksonville. knocked off the Jaguars with a backup quarterback who looked like, I don't know, Phil Simms' second Giants Super Bowl or the first one. I think that was a 21 out of 25. Uh, kind of looked like, Ken, I, I'll, go, I'll go a little bit more local for the Cincinnati fans. Old school, Ken Anderson. Once led the NFL in completion percentage. Or if you don't want to deal with that one, Rita, he just is like a really good quarterback. What was going on with the Cincinnati Bengals last night? What was going on with Browning? Browning? An undrafted free agent? And I know I'm going to ask somebody from Baltimore who really understands this. Why'd they decide to single cover Jamar Chase? Because I know Jamar Chase has had some great days against y'all. Why they why they why they why they do that? Hey, What's up with that strategy? Hey man, listen, I, I don't know why they thought that, that was a good idea, but look, the Bengals have a plethora of weapons, right? T. Higgins was back. You got Tyler Boyd, who even though through that horrible, horrible pass, I feel like he was point shaving there for a hot second. But they, you got Tyler Boyd. They like their tight ends. And then you got Jamar Chase. I like Jake Browning. You know I'm a big college football fan. Watched him at Washington. Um, and Jake Browning was the guy that a lot of people talked about who's a, a former five-star recruit. Um, I know he did go undrafted, but I think that he um, potentially broke some records at Washington, if I remember correctly. So he was the name that everybody cared about before Michael Penix Jr. came into town. And so you started to see his talent on display. I've always felt, though, Holly, that this team, from an offensive perspective, is too good to, for us to write off just because Joe Burrow mm. is not going to be there. And that's something that, you know, we've seen. We, we keep talking about, oh, well, they're not running the football well. Well, they ran over 100 yards last 
night in the Monday night game. And so to me, their Achilles heel has always been, what are they going to do on defense? When you lose guys like Jesse Bates and Bell, I've always felt like their defense was going to be what keeps them in trouble. But they can keep up with anybody in terms of an offensive perspective. You just need somebody that's not going to make a whole lot of mistakes. And as of right now, Jake Browning has done that for them considerably well in the little bit of time that he's played there. So I'm not really surprised because, again, he got guys. He got players, you know. But ultimately, it really is going to boil down to if this defense can hold up because they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. First of all, before we go on, I must um, say to you, last time we talked, I think I made a statement. I think I made a statement. What did I say about the AFC North? I said the Ravens are going to win it going away, right? Then I said, that's not what you said. No, that's not what you said. Tell tell the world what you said before I do. You said Uh, (laughs) that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to win the AFC North. Now, what you you did say that was complimentary of the Ravens is that you felt like the Ravens were going to go further because you felt like that they were the better team. And so while I understood all of your metrics at the end of the day, I f- look, I understand that they missed Kenny Pickett. He went out of the game. He's going to miss some time, apparently, with an injury. But that defense ain't get hurt. You gave up 24 points to the Arizona Cardinals? I'm terrible, sorry. I terrible. mean, what do you want me to do with that, Holly? Yeah, I mean, that's bad. That's just bad. And you know what? I, I thought, okay, schedule's favorable. They got the pa- they got the Cardinals and Patriots back-to-back. That's two easy wins. And they lost to the Cardinals, and now they face the Patriots, who have the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. Truly, I'm not exaggerating. And the worst <laughs> offense I've ever seen. Are you still watching at this point? I have to. I have to. I, you know, listen. Okay. Hey, it beats working. It beats working. Hey, hey, hey. I, I, uh, so I won't complain about it. I'm just going to be a truth teller about it. So, yeah, the the Steelers couldn't take advantage of their good fortune, but I I bring that up because now I look at the AFC North. You got two seven and five teams in the Steelers and and Browns. You got a six and six team that just won last night. They're in last place in that division. Not a bad team by any stretch. And your first place Baltimore Ravens at nine and three. So how do you see this down the stretch? Five games left. How do you see this thing playing out? Who's second? I know who you think is first. Who's second? So, you know, coming into the season, I picked that the Cleveland Browns would be second. But I think that the win has kind of been taken out of their sails a little bit with the injuries that they've dealt with with Deshaun Watson. Because when you watch that defense the other day, that defense that we talked about, you know, very considerably the last couple of weeks, they just haven't played well. And maybe that's just because they realize that the writing is on the wall, right? So I think that you have to start considering the Cincinnati Bengals moving their way up because as of right now, it appears that Jake Browning is the more formidable backup quarterback between him, Joe Flacco, and Mitch Trubisky, who is going to be the backup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, they still have the talent there, again, at Cincinnati from an offensive perspective. Um, I I can't say the Steelers. Although their schedule is so soft, it's like Charmin soft, 
Yeah. I don't trust Mr. Trubisky with anything. Yeah. If he was if he was a Chick-fil-A person, I wouldn't trust him to get my order right. Okay. Oh, that's so wrong. I definitely can't oh. trust him, oh, the quarterback. I can't I, listen, I definitely can't trust him to quarterback that team. You know what I'm saying? And so it looks like that there's just there's cracks of of inconsistency there. Deontay Johnson came out and said that they overlooked Arizona kind of, sort of. No, it's not kind of, sort of. That's what happened. And James Conner reminded y'all that he played for the Steelers and he had something to prove and y'all just forgot to do whatever it is that y'all needed to do. And so again, you see Joe Flacco played well, but Holly, he played like a guy who has not done something for quite a while. When the adrenaline was pumping, he was rolling. But once that adrenaline wore off, because he is an older guy, you know, midway third, fourth quarter, he started coming back down. And then the reality set in. So I got to assume that they're going to be inconsistent on offense with the Browns. Got to go with the Bengals because it feels like Jake Browning is in position to at least hold them above water for as much as they can. And uh, as as we uh, as we go to break here, because we got a special guest coming up in a few minutes, I'll say this is why you're looking better and better. If you think the Bengals are going to finish second, they got two divisional games left, and they're trying to win their first game within the division. So they're 0 and 4. I'm saying all these nice things about the Bengals, but they're 0 and 4 in the division. So the Ravens, even though the Bengals won last night, still was a good night for the Ravens. It was a good weekend for the Ravens. Browns lost, Steelers lost to the Cardinals, and the Bengals won against the Jaguars, which made the Ravens better. Right. Ravens stronger at the top of the AFC. Hey, we got Austin Eckler. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Coming up, y'all. Austin Eckler is a player for the people. A man who runs with power and purpose. Whose routes are smooth and precise. We all need more players like running back Eckler. Someone who knows what it's like to work their way up from the bottom. From sideline to sideline and with a nose for the end zone. 
He delivers big for fans like you. This season, cast your weekly FedEx Air and Ground votes for a running back who has what it takes to be your champion. I'm Austin Eckler, and I approve this message. I'll tell you what, nice. Austin, I cannot see, I can't see that enough. I cannot see that enough. That just, uh, that entertains me. Austin Eckler is here. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that campaign message, Austin, as you look at it? Yeah, right here? It's, a, it's a good campaign, man. I, I'm, I'm glad I got to link up with FedEx to make that. That was, that was a lot of fun. Um, and it, it's for a great cause too, right? We're raising money for HBCUs and it's a fun way to interact, you know, during the NFL season, obviously it's FedEx's award, but it's the air and ground, um, NFL award that they do every single week. And they recognize the best quarterback and then also the best running back of the week, but it's not by them. They actually allow right fans to vote. Um, so you can go and vote and you gotta be a man of the people, right? You gotta be the man of the people. So that's what you saw me out there. You know, I'm, I'm catching, I got a little crowd out there. And so I responded to a bunch of fan mail. You can check it out on my Instagram if you want to. Uh, so it, it's a great, it's a great award to be a part of and shout out to FedEx for, for doing it every single year and every single week. And why what did you decide? You, why did you decide? Yeah, you yeah, I was gonna, I, yeah. Why did you decide to partner with FedEx? Yeah. So here's the thing. They sought out me, which was perfect because they're like, Hey, we want someone who is right. A man of the people, which you see the content set up. You see me in the studio here. Like I have a lot of content. I do a lot of community engagement things. I was even telling you about, you know, my engagement app before we got on the air. Um, and it, so I have a lot of things that are in my, my life that are really around community, um, people based. Let's bring people together. Let's elevate each other. And it was kind of the same thing that, um, FedEx was trying to do with with this campaign that they're doing and then you know whoever is nominated at the end of the year is um the air air and ground NFL award uh, FedEx air and ground uh NFL award player of the year then they get to make donations to certain um schools of their choice that go towards scholarship so it's it's all about community we all vote we all have a good time we all donate money and then we all get to enjoy football in one way and then also help someone be a better version of themselves so it's pretty much a big synergy as far as what we had going on one of the things that you guys focus on uh, is also highlighting HBCU players. Can you tell us more about that? Because I definitely think that that's something that um, definitely needs to have highlight, highlighted. There's so many good players that come out of HBCU. So we love to see the collaboration. But can you give us a little bit more information regarding that? Yeah, and it's not it's not necessarily that they're necessarily highlighted. It's more so there's opportunity for scholarships that are then provided um, to those. And so it's not uh, it's not a case where now we're heightening this player and making them they're the best ever. Where it's giving that person an opportunity to continue to further their education. Um, and FedEx is is you know granting that um, in a scholarship form. And so that's where. What comes in as far as us as players, we get to decide which HBCU we want to um, go and actually support. Um, and then, you know, those scholarships are then donated to that school to be actually furthered into their their education system and their um, programs as well. So it's really uh, a grant or scholarship, uh, whatever the two, whatever one you want to call it. And then obviously helping that individual that receives that. All right, uh, Austin, I think the last time we had you on, Michael Smith was here. He told you his son, Mason, is a big fantasy football fan. And then and then you said hello to Mason. Mason came on the screen, blew his mind. Oh, wow, nice. he's talking to Austin Eckler. And you told him, he said, Mason, how dare you not draft me uh, on your fantasy football team? <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of you you got him. You kind of got him in order. Now, 
I, I live in Boston and you were close by over the weekend. I told Rita, I watched this game. Now, good for you guys because you wanted <laughs> six to nothing. However, um, it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't a, an artistic masterpiece. Let's just say it that way. It wasn't really a game for fantasy football players. When you're playing a game like that, it was in the rain. It was cold, like a typical New England December day, if you ask me. All right, what are your thoughts in that game? Hey, just get through it. Is it stay warm? Is it all it takes is one play? Just take, take us through your process yes, in, yes, in, in all a, of like the a mud fight like that. All of the above. Uh, it made me realize how much I love the West Coast and being out here in California because, yeah, it's raining. You know, there's a little wind. It's it's cold. I'm wet and cold and it's raining. And so is the trifecta. Um, and, yeah, it was it was awful. And, you know, being over here used to the, the West Coast weather, I was definitely – my body was just, like, having convulsions of just shivering. It's like, what is happening? Um, so, yeah, not a fan of that. Um, but yeah, you know, it was six to zero, which is like a historically low scoring game. Obviously I'm on the offense. So, you know, we fell up short as far as our job, but defense was able to, to pull through and look, we play a team game and, you know, if one side's struggling, hopefully the other side can pick it up. Special teams also made a big play in there that helped us out. So, um, it was a win. It wasn't the prettiest, but it is in the win column as a win for the chargers. So good for, for good for us. Definitely good for you. And and as a result, you're not out of the playoff picture. Obviously, this season hasn't really gone the way I'm sure that you guys would have liked. But ultimately, you're not eliminated at this point. So the next four of your last five opponents are going to be guys in your own division. How does knowing your opponent help you propel for this really murky AFC playoff picture currently? Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Murky. I like that because it is really murky <laughs> right now. It is not clear who is like there's a couple teams that have kind of separated themselves. Um, but for the most part, there's a big chunk of us that are right in the middle of like, how is this going to play out? And we're all starting to play each other right now, especially coming down to the stretch for us. As you said, a couple division games as well. So right now, basically, in my head, it's like our playoffs have already started. Like we got we got to continue to win out so we can make sure we give ourselves the best chance um, to make it. And, you know, that's kind of what we expect from ourselves here at the end of the season. The end of season is when the football is the most important because of the playoff implications. And now we're even playing our own our own division, which is like, OK, if we're going to continue to rise this is the opportunity that we want um is it the scenario that we want to know obviously we'd want to be undefeated and they're already locked in but that's not football football isn't you just dominate everybody and everyone rolls over for you like everyone's trying to dominate so it's what makes it so great so for us preparing yeah we have teams that we know well you know, we played these guys a couple times, you know, every single year. And so we know what to expect. We know that, hey, these these games are in the NFL. They're all winnable. But guess what? You got to show up on Sundays and go and execute. And so it's going to come down to that. We can do all the schemes and things like that. But are we making plays on Sunday is what it's going to come down to. And so where do you start by getting ready for that? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You got to make sure we put a good week of practice in. And then it's showtime on Sunday. Austin, you would think I had some experience as a running back and maybe a member of the Eckler family, if you heard me talking in the offseason about how running backs uh, don't, get their, uh, don't get their due. They deserve to be paid. I was with yes. you all the way. Give Thanks. Austin Eckler his props. Give him his money. But what, what do you think it will take? Because it's beyond money. What do you think it will take for running backs to get, to get the recognition that they deserve? I mean, think about it. Uh, running backs are asked to do a lot. You know this. 
Hey, uh, can you catch the ball? Good. Okay, good. Uh, can you run the ball? Yeah, good. You can run the ball. How about blitz pickup? Uh, yeah, sure. I can do that too. Like all the things you're asked to do and be out there. Are you a three down guy? Yes. Okay, good. And then when it comes to negotiating, uh, you know, people get a little stingy. What will it take for running yeah. backs to get the due that I feel and, like they deserve and I know you feel like they deserve? Yeah. And let me let me put this in there as well because it's not just the running back position that we're talking about here. We're just I'm talking about just players in general. And really what what was really frustrating for us during this offseason was the three franchise tags that happened to our our top guys that were going into the free market. Um, where basically there was no agreement. And so the NFL has this in their back pocket with in the CBA where they can just set you into a locked number and then there's no negotiating. You don't get a choice. You have to, you get, you make this or you don't play. And that was really the, the issue. And it's not just because it's a running backs. It just happened to the running backs at that moment. But it's like, if you're going into a job, you come off of a pinnacle year. You did a really good job. You're about to get a new offer next year because your contract's up and your company says, no, actually, you don't get to go and find a better offer. This is what you get. You're probably going to be pissed off and be like, no, that that doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, and you can't go anywhere else either. You have to stay here and this is what you're going to make. No. And so that's where we yeah. were frustrated, oh. where it's like, hey, th- this shouldn't this, sh- this shouldn't be a thing. This like these guys should be able to go get some type of offer from from the free market and be open. And so it wasn't because it's the running backs. It was really because of guys in general. It's happened to the tight ends before. It happened to the safeties as well. And it's just something that we want to make sure that when we have a contract, because we don't play forever. So for you to be able to put us in these one-year contracts without being able to, us being able to negotiate, um, it, it, it's detrimental to us because we maybe can go get more somewhere else. And so it's a deeper it's a deeper conversation than just the running backs, but it just happened to us. And so we were shedding light on that and really just sharing the narrative that, yeah, we don't, we don't appreciate this one-year franchise tag um, option that we have going on that's been you know hitting some of our guys and so um, it's not something that's going to be changed early but right now it's good for us to put the narrative out there that yeah this pisses us off we don't like it yeah I think that you could potentially be on a team for what up to seven years which is you know a lot in terms of the the history of the running backs is this something that you guys continue will continue to do you know every offseason in terms of trying to make sure that you guys get paid what you believe to be the right way. Cause I'm with you guys. I I'm with Holly. I'm with you. I definitely think that running backs um, are undervalued and for lack of better term, um, is this something that you continue, you will continue to push moving forward for the next off season and beyond? Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we're necessarily undervalued, but I don't think that's the word. I think it's more so, but we're not getting a fair value on the market because we're fr- you know, we're franchising our top guys that just came out. So there's no fair value there. We don't know what the market would have given those guys. We have no idea. Right. And then it, it affects everyone else. And so to determine whether we're overvalued, undervalued, it, you, you don't even know yet because there was no opportunity to see kind of how the market played out for especially those top guys that will set the market for everyone else. Um, but you know, for us as a, as an NFL PA, we're always continuing to make this a more efficient league. And the NFL is as well. They're trying to make it so that we can work together and actually the system of the NFL players and um, organization ownership side, it works well and it meshes well. There's always going to be things that we're going back and forth on. This is probably one in the future as well. I'm not here. I can't make that decision. It has to come down to player votes and making sure that, hey, this is the agenda we're trying to push. Um, as long as with even with Lloyd Howell, our new um, executive director, right, leading the hel- the helm for us. But 
yeah, we're all tr- always trying to make this more efficient in the business side and then safer on the health side. So it's a never ending cycle of trying to continue to push. But if there's things that pop up, it's good that we have these conversations because we need to know where there's deficiencies. So um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it sucks that's happened to some of our guys, but it's something that, okay, now we have it on our agenda. Is this something we want to fix and how can we do that? You know, Austin, tell us a, a thing or two about the position that, you know, players uh, players would understand, but people who watch the game, even serious students of the game, would be surprised to learn that, hey, when you are running back, this happens, or, you know, this is what your body goes through, whatever it is. What would surprise yeah. us about the position that you could tell us? I think just some things to highlight. Um, teams that run the ball at a high level tend to win more games because they have less turnovers. It's, it's less risky to run the ball, especially if you can do it successful. Most turnovers come from interceptions because um, – Quarterbacks are trying to throw it all the time and teams are trying to throw it all the time. Also it helps you with time of possession, which if you lead the time of possession, you're probably going to um, be winning more games as well. And so there's, there's other stats that we can go down to um, as far as like scoring in the red zone, you know, tends to be, you know, if you can run the ball in the red zone, it's a lot, a lot less risky. And it's, you know, it's, you tend to have a higher percentage, you know, you can go look at like um, the Eagles, for instance, that, I mean, they just do the flipping the push into the end zone every time, but there's a high percentage of being able to run the ball because there's less space. <laughs> and so the efficiency in the run game plays a huge part in the game. It's never going to go away. And the significance isn't always as obvious because it's not like, Oh, it was a 50 yard run where you can see a 50, you're going to see a lot more probably 50 yard passes than 50 yard runs. So it's kind of hidden as far as the real value that's in the running game. Um, it's not flashy. And so there's not a lot of attention to it. And, you know, we're paying these receivers a bunch of money, paying the quarterbacks a bunch of money. Um, because that's where the flash is and like, Oh my God, did you see this person? They made that crazy catch. And that's great. Like you're going to need those because you need chunk plays. I'm not saying the pass game is not important either, but I'm just saying, it is also very important that your team is able to have some type of running game because there's going to be a lot of value that's picked up in there as well. And us as players, we understand that. But yeah, if you mean the outside, because maybe it has this narrative of like, ah, oh, it's just a running game. We can just throw it in with our quarterbacks that we're paying, you know, $50 million a year. Um, that maybe gets overlooked. You mentioned the tush push. Are you pro tush push, anti tush push? Do you think that? You, do you like the help? Do you like someone pushing you to help you get into the end zone or get the first down? Do you, how do you, do you want to do it all yourself? How do you feel I about mean, the tuition? It's, it's football, right? Like, what is football? Football is you got to go that way. They have to go this way. And so if we get guys behind each other, you know, and we're pushing our, our bodies into you, through you, past you, then, I mean, that's, that's what football is. Um, at a fundamental level, it's like, we got to go that way. How do we do that? Well, we got to block the guys in front of us. Okay, boom, let's do that. And that also, hey, you get some help. Like when I'm a running back and I have someone like behind me, pushing me as we get the pile going, like it's one of the best feelings because you feel like you're all connected and you feel like, hey, we're, you know, imposing our will on somebody and they can't stop us and we fall forward. Um, and so, yeah, I, I am pro. I don't think you can really get rid of it because I think it is just the fundamentals of football. And I don't think well, everybody's Austin, good at it either. Hey. That's right. That's true. That's true. It looks it, it, like like a lot of things. It, it looks easier to do than it actually is to do. And Austin, uh, you make this look easy uh, talking with us. Look, we talked about football today. When you come back, uh, we have to talk about some of the business interests that you have because you're very uh, astute in that space as well. And I got to say, Austin, if you guys go on a run and make the playoffs, then you should come back on because we're the good luck charm. Now, Ooh, if you don't make the playoffs, it might be, might be. Yeah, if you but don't if make don't the playoffs, don't hold the it. Don't, don't hold it against us. Don't hold it against us. <laughs> I, it goes both I'm ways. trying to have it. 
I'm trying to have it both ways, though. I'm trying to. Nah, you can't I'm trying to have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. Hey, Austin. Friend. No, really exciting talking to you. I'm glad you're doing uh, some good work on behalf of FedEx. Thanks so much. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, y'all. All right, Rita, this is just for you. This topic is just for you. We're going to talk a little <laughs> college football here. I want to talk some highs, and then we can get into the college football playoff controversy. But let's talk about some of these Heisman finalists, including that man right there, Jaden Daniels of LSU, formerly of Arizona State. And so he had a, a great season, having a great season for LSU. Uh Passing the ball, Rita, running the ball over a thousand yards. He's really put something together, a really good season together. And you got some other uh, finalists here. And and before you tell me who's going to win it, because we got Bo Nix and you got Michael Penix Jr. and you got uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Look, Rita, uh, I remember. I'm, I'm old enough to remember the Heisman Trophy. Now, I've seen. Freshman, true freshman, win the Heisman Trophy. You know, Johnny Football win the Heisman Trophy. Yep. I've seen some fresh-faced uh, sophomores and juniors win the Heisman Trophy. I'm just going to say this. I got I to put this out there. Michael Penix is in his sixth year of college football. <laughs> Get your old ass out of college, Michael. That's Michael, it's time to go. It's time to grant. It's time to graduate. It's time to go. You a grown ass man. You mess around with these kids. Six years of college football. Now look, I I know some parents say, "Hey, my my son, my daughter's on the five year plan," and they're not really. They joking about it, but they're a little hurt. They're a little disappointed. Six years. I mean. Hey man, right, and look, I mean, yeah, I he can't win the Heisman. He's been there six years because he was a Come Tennessee on. recruit, and then he went to I think Indiana. And I, you know, we don't pay attention to Indiana football, so I honestly forgot that he had been there in college football for of course six years. I've been making 
I've been making all these Bob jokes Pottinger. about Bo Nix. But Bo Nix with the Auburn. I remember his career. I don't remember Michael Penix and what he did at Indiana because right. nobody watches Indiana football. So, I, you know. The Heisman. The Heisman bust, the Heisman statue was modeled after Michael Penix Jr. He's been around so long. They started. <laughs> there should be. Listen, there should be an age limit. Can we have an age limit? I, I'm sorry. I, if if you're over 20, now it's for 22 and unders. It's 22 and unders. You over 22. You just. I'm sorry. That was. I'm sorry. That's not. You said he got to stop with the ghost with the big dogs. Oh, this ain't for you. This for the kids. <laughs> this, this ain't for you. This ain't it. Stop. Stop. Stop hanging around the kids' table. You know, you're like, go on. Move on now. Move on. Like the it's little true. kids, like the guy, they they lowered the, the rim. It's like seven and a half, eight feet. He come over doing dunks, doing windmills, and doing like reverse dunks. I, I know, man. I know you can dunk on this. This is not oh for you. God. Anyway, but in all seriousness, uh, who do you like? Uh, who do you like to win this uh, trophy? Who? Who's the favorite? Who's the favorite and who should win? I think Jaden Daniels should win. I think that, you know, I think LSU had, what, three losses? And I think that you you can't hold those three losses against Jaden Daniels because he has played phenomenal. That defense that he has has been suspect all year, but Jaden Daniels has played at such a high level that you have no choice, in my opinion, to give it to him. I personally watched Jaden Daniels have a career day against my Florida Gators uh, back in November. And so, you know, once I saw that performance, I was like, there's no way that you can't give him the Heisman. Now, here's the thing. I only feel this way I, because, Holly, I believe that the committee really wanted to give it to Bo Nix. Had he won against Washington in that conference championship mm. game, I think Bo Nix would have been the guy that would have gotten it, although I would not have agreed. But because he lost again to Washington again, <laughs> you have to kind of take oh. him out of the conversation. And Jaden Daniels, in my opinion, there. has had a much better season than Bo Nix has. I, I wouldn't even be mad at your guy, Marvin Harrison Jr., quite frankly. I think that he's... Yeah. Abs- I think it should be Jaden Daniels and Marvin Harrison Jr. who we should be having this conversation about. The other two guys yeah. are fine. I'm, I'm cool with it. But what Marvin Harrison has was able to do with that offense, with, and, and no, no offense, yeah. with, with that quarterback you had, because he ain't right. no C.J. Stroud, okay? C.J. Stroud ain't walking you. through that door. You know? But that, it's well, phenomenal. Well, two so, Two, okay. two things. Two things. This is all facts here. This is facts. I, was, I looked this up earlier. Do you realize CJ Stroud is a year and a half younger than Michael Penix? <laughs> seriously. I'm seriously. He's a year and a half younger than Michael Penix. And Michael, like, CJ got his own place. Like, he's going through his, he's a pro. He's a pro. Michael Penix still on the he's still on the meal plan. He got the meal plan. I, I, they, they tell you, look, <laughs> I'm just saying that's one. But two, you got to be really. I agree with you on Marvin Harrison Jr. But this is for this is for the serious football scholars. It's for the football scholars to know how important Marvin Harrison Jr. is to Ohio State because if you're just looking at the numbers, oh, the numbers don't jump out. I think he's got 15 touchdowns. Uh, you know, 15 touchdowns on a year, and he, he caught 67 passes. So you look at that; it's not oh, he caught 99 passes for 2,100 yards and and 22 touchdowns. It wasn't that kind of season. But he also, as you pointed out, didn't have that kind of quarterback. The quarterback, I believe, 
Now I'm just throwing it out there. I, I haven't been told this. Nobody whispering in my ear. I believe the quarterback Kyle McCord who's in a transfer portal. He was is, told yes. you ain't you ain't got to go home, but you can't <laughs> stay in Columbus. You can't stay. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go. Yeah, just keep keep it keep it moving, Kyle. Thank you very much. But we talk about uh, a team. Ohio State did not make the uh, college football Final Four. They didn't make the playoffs. Michigan did. Michigan made it. Alabama made it. Texas made it. Mm. Washington made it. Mm-hmm. No Florida State. Yeah. Rita, how do you feel about Florida State? Thirteen and zero, winners of the ACC. Shut out of the college football playoffs. Florida State out. Texas in. Alabama in. How do you feel about it? I'm going to try to take my unbiased out of this, you know, being a Gator fan. But this is my logical side talking, okay, because is it messed up? Absolutely, 100%. It is really jacked up that they did everything right and still did not get into the college football playoffs. But did the committee get it wrong? My answer is no. And this is why. Because we have to ask ourselves, uh, Holly, is Florida State, without their best player, the number four team in the country. And I don't think so. I think that they're the number six team in the country, maybe the number five team in the country. I don't think that they're the number four team in the country without Jordan Travis. I think Jordan Travis is what makes this team go. And I think that if they would have gotten in, they barely, first of all, they barely beat Louisville. You look at the scores, say, oh, they were up two scores. Well, if you watch the whole game, it was yeah. really hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. It, they you. did not look Thank good you. at all. Um, and so my thing is, is that while if Jordan Travis is there, there is undoubt anything in my mind that they're a top four team. I probably would have had them the number two team in the country with Jordan Travis being there. He's not there. So unfortunately for them, they're not the top four team in the college football playoffs. In, in, in my opinion, Holly, we keep talking about Florida State. Why isn't Georgia upset about this? They've been number one essentially Ooh, all year. Thank and you. They lost in a conference championship game against Alabama. And so we've seen this before. We've seen number one teams lose, and then they get put at number four. So it's not that it hasn't happened before. If I'm Georgia, while Florida State has every right to be upset, they do, they have to understand that the quarterback situation is what what takes them out of the elimination process, which is why I've never liked four teams. You call yourselves having a power five conference, but you only have four slots. It makes no sense. That being said, Georgia got a real argument here. They lost one time at the end of the season. And now all of a sudden they got to play in the Cotton Bowl or the the Meineke Bowl. I don't even know what bowl they in because we don't even care. But hey, what's up with that? Hold on. What's up with that? What's up with the hating tweet though? I mean, it's it's funny, but why are you hating though? (laughs) I I am a Florida Gator fan. I know. I know. The two teams I hate the most. The two teams I hate the most found their way out. I had the best Sunday ever. The Florida State out, Georgia was out, the Steelers lost, the Browns lost, the Chiefs lost. I had the best Sunday that I had in a long I slept very well Sunday. I bet you did. Holly, after I bet all you of did. that. Shame yes, on you. Yes, I'm going to continue I, I, to be steady, but Florida State absolutely has a has an argument, but Georgia to me has more so of an argument. 
That's where well, I stay. Florida, yeah. Okay, yeah, Florida State may have an argument, but see, I see if you told me you don't think Florida State's that good, which is what I think. I, that's not what I okay. said. That, I, I know, I, I know you didn't say now. If, right. But if you had told me that, then I'd be with you because I don't think, and I, honestly, I don't think Texas is all that great either. I mean, look, if you look at the season, like Texas kept saying over and over, "Hey, we beat Alabama. We beat Alabama." Tell me something else. Okay, and that was Alabama. like what in September? I mean, like I know that was like, We beat Alabama because what they were they were setting it up. They were trying to plant those seeds. You're not gonna brainwash me, Texas. I know what you're trying to do to me. You're trying to you're trying to plant those seeds because you're using Alabama to carry you where you can't go on your own, where you shouldn't have been able to go on your own. They on their own. Texas is not that team. I do not believe it. Somebody told me the other day, oh, Texas can win a national championship. No, they ain't going to win a national championship. I don't believe it. I don't believe that either. So Texas was using Alabama and just riding the coattails. So nobody was rooting (laughs) harder for Alabama in in the SEC championship than everybody in Austin. All of Austin, all of Texas, damn it, was rooting for Alabama. But so Texas, okay, fine. They're in number three team. I think that's a little aggressive. Now for Florida State, I don't know. I, I know they're undefeated, and no Power Five team has ever been shut out. It's undefeated. I, I just was not. I was never really impressed by them all year. They beat LSU early, but LSU lost beat what one. three games? Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Florida. Beat your Florida Gators. Yeah. Uh, beat Miami. Yeah. Uh, Right here, right here. They played. They, they played Boston College. Uh, they beat Boston College by two points. By two points. Very true. I mean, I mean, I, I just wasn't impressed. Uh, but I don't like the argument of, hey, how good are they without down in their third quarterback? Well, let me figure out my own business. Stop counting my money. Stop looking at my roster. Stop trying to figure out how I'm going to do business when I have time to prepare for the college football playoffs. They don't play those playoffs next week. I got time to figure it out. So don't try to penalize me because you think I don't have roster depth. Give allow me a bit allow me to be the coach. Allow me to figure out some imaginative things since I know my opponent already and I have time to figure it out. I don't like excluding them on that argument. That's the argument. Yeah, they did get robbed. That's not fair. They're not, the number 14. Say, well, they're, they're not a top 14 without their quarterback. I don't, I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what else to right. tell you. Are they, a top, I, are they a top I, I just know, probably. I they're just know. I, I, I remember just to, just to, to give you a, a brief history lesson. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't even 10 years ago. As a matter of fact, this, this happened when, uh, I think it was, I think, uh, I think Michael Penix was about 30 years old when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was like, but I think uh, 2015, my Buckeyes, uh, they got some injuries and they're down to Cardell Jones. Remember this, Cardell Very Jones? True. Very true. At quarterback, and he got himself drafted off that. He wasn't that good, but he got drafted in the fourth round off of his performance in a college football playoff. He looked like a real quarterback. He looked like a, a pro quarterback uh, in those playoffs in, in Ohio State won a national championship. So you just never know. You never know uh, what a team is going to do when it's put in that situation. 13-0 is tough to ignore. 
I agree. But You're right. You're not wrong. On the but flip what side, we do, you know, the flip side is, what they weren't going to do, though, can't leave the SEC out of it. And they weren't ever going to do that. Right. Right. I think that's what it comes down to. SEC, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Big Ten guy, and I've had a lot of uh, arguments with SEC people talking about the Big Ten, talking trash about the Big Ten, but I have to give it up. If, if we're saying what's the best conference in college football, it's the SEC, even in a down year. Yeah. Even in an SEC down year, it's the, it's the best team. It's the, it's the best conference in football. All right, let's take a, let's take a little break here because I want to get your take on a, Sorry, another tournament. State. You got to find some not sympathy a, for see, somebody else, though, not me. <laughs> I uh, ain't got it for you, baby. Well, you were fair, though. You were fair after your after your beautiful Sunday. Here you are on a Tuesday being logical. You they know, you could, they, you were, they you, easily are the number top four team in the country with Jordan Travis. I will never argue that, ever. He ain't there at all, so yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm sorry. That, they, that's messed up, man. They, they were undefeated. <laughs> And they said, no, that's not enough. Dietz & Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Undefeated, untied. Sorry. You are the first team to advance to the first ever in-season tournament semifinal in Las Vegas. Your expectations and what that means to this team and this city. Expectation is to win. Um, We're coming out here, we're a young, hungry group, and we want to win every night. So uh, we're excited to be there, but we're not just complacent being there. We want to win. So we'll uh, celebrate this one tonight, pack. We got to leave tomorrow and uh, get ready to play the New York and Milwaukee. Congratulations, congratulations, guys. You guys, you guys stayed the course, hung tough, played through a lot of adversity. You know, you just you just kept stone faced and just kept competing, kept competing. We're going to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. It's a growth moment for us um, to have an opportunity to be 
one of the first. Um, this is the first time we've had the in-season tournament. And as I mentioned in the locker room to our guys after the game, you put a game in front of us um, that's meaningful. And I don't care who it is, where it is, we want to win. And that's the type of heart that we have in that locker room. And we want to continue to build and grow on, on those, those type of concepts. All right, Rita, um, I need you to help me. I really need to help. I'm serious. Help me out. Uh, you just heard from uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Great game last night. Triple-double. First triple-double against yep. the Celtics. Home game. They beat them by 10. They advanced to the semifinals of the in-season tournament. NBA's first in-season tournament. And then you heard from Willie Green. Pelicans also win by 10 points. And you saw the interaction between Rick Carlisle and Halliburton and giving the game balls and stuff. I hear all these people talking about the end season tournament and how great it is. And I am just not feeling it. I just don't, I, I don't, what? What? What they got? Oh, so they got a, they got a championship in Vegas in December. Bro, I'm, I'm thinking about playoff seedings, bro. I'm thinking about playoff seedings. I ain't thinking about an NBA championship before Christmas. What? Right. And, and, and I'm supposed to be excited? I'm thinking about the college, <laughs> thinking about the college football playoffs. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about gifts. I'm thinking about vacation. I, what? I, okay, tell, tell me why I'm wrong. I'm Scrooge. I got it all messed up. Tell me why I should be excited about this thing that other people are really excited about. Yeah, I mean, look, people like you and me, we're probably going to tell our age here. We are very get off of my lawn with this because the consolation prize don't really sit with us. You know what I mean? Um, But what it's supposed to do, which was bring in a lot of attention is exactly what it's done. And I think that that's the biggest story here, right? It's like, regardless of what Holly or Rita thinks in terms of how silly this is, because I, I agree with you. I think that this is very silly. I think that the courts look very silly. It's very Nickelodeon-ish, you know, uh, yeah. cartoonish in that regard. But it's, it's also not for you and not for me. And that's the part that I had to come to terms with, Holly. It, it's to bring in a new demographic and to potentially bring them in and keep them in through the holiday season and through, you know, the playoffs what will be coming in April. So I, if it works, which it appears that it has, then who are me or you to judge? And look, the Thursday game, because we know that there, so there's another... not matter? This is my there's another quarterfinals game. Not there's matter. more games this evening, but Thursday there's going to be the the semifinals, I believe. And so they have the option to watch that game, or I think Steelers and Patriots play Thursday night football. Well, which one do you think that people are going to finally turn into? And that could be a win for the NBA because they're going to be like, oh, this in-game tournament is going on. You don't have to watch that. You can watch this. It's a much better product. Two good teams against each other. And guess what? They'd be right. So, you know, I don't Ooh. love it, but I also have to understand that it's it's for the youngins. It's, it's for the, the, the new would, kids. It, it might be. It might be. I'm going to tell you this. Because uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling myself a little bit. Last week, uh, no, week before <laughs> last, uh, I went one and three. My bet's your money. Went one and three. 
was betting a lot with my heart, went, went took Ohio State over Michigan outright mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. one and three. But this past week I was two and one. So I'm gonna throw okay. another little bonus prediction. Little bonus prediction out there. I don't think the NBA wants the smoke. They don't want that smoke. They want the scenario you just met you just uh pointed out NFL game uh, with two bad teams versus the NBA's in season tournament. Who's gonna win that? I don't think NBA wants that, right? I don't think I'm that's not competitive. saying that they're going to win the battle. I'm simply saying that they could potentially steal some viewers from the NFL game because it's such a bad game, and that's a win for them. That's what I'm saying. How many? How many they steal? Fewer than 100. A mill or two, you know, maybe. I don't know, but something better than that. The better conversation, Holly, is we need to know what happened to your Boston Celtics because was Missoula out there watching the town again? I'm just trying to understand how you were up and then you ended up losing that game by 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I I think, uh, well, you know, this, the the real controversy, Rita, I'm glad you brought it up real controversy. And I think uh, everybody in Boston should be talking about this. This is outrageous. There was a playoff game last night. This is, this is single elimination and Chris Tapp's Porzingis didn't play through his injury. How do you not show up for this playoff game against the Indiana Pacers in the birthplace of basketball? They think so. In Hoosier country, how do you not show up? How do you let your team down? Playing, you didn't. You missed a playoff game in December because you know you have a lot of December playoff games in the NBA. I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't, can't get do with it. it huh? And and I understand you know, bringing in a new audience. But if that's the case, you can really do that. You can do that in, in any cheap way. You know, we used to say like uh, doing sport. I did uh, sports talk radio for 13 years and you can, you can generate an argument at any time. You know this Rita as a, as a radio veteran, you can generate an argument at any time. It can be stupid. It can be a really yeah. like, uh, you know, you just really have like a ridiculous premise, but people will call. Does that make it good? Just because you have something competitive, does that make it good? I don't know. But best of luck to him. Maybe, hey, maybe, my maybe, we should, grandma, maybe we're the problem. Grandma used to say, yeah, maybe. Grandma used to say, hey, you like it, I love it. She was right. They like <laughs> it, I love it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.